This is the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017 thehammercom Let's turn our attention back to a little bit of hoops and bring in Alex Hickey, Big Ten columnist at Saturday Tradition. Uh, hey, Alex, I'm not sure that this is going to be more interview or more therapy session uh, <laughs> because uh, it's been a rough one for the Big Ten here in March, to say the least, uh, with you know nobody playing. Nobody playing, it feels like, for a couple of weeks now even though Michigan State made it into the Sweet 16. The league has some issues. Um, are they solvable issues, in your opinion? Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I, I think, as weird as it is, like, I think the Big Ten is in a better spot to fix what ails it than, like, I know you'd rather be the ACC right now with, I mean, three teams in the Final Four in the past two years, but, like, the ACC is going to have trouble getting a lot of teams in the tournament if it continues to have, you know, these four or five drags at the bottom of their league. Like yeah. They've got. Um, you know, the Big Ten is, I mean, this was, you know, Minnesota was the only bad team in this league. You know, everybody else was very capable this season. So in some regards, the Big Ten's moving in a good direction as far as like, you know, I think the Big 12 is pretty clear the top to, you know, the top to bottom leader right now as far as you, you go through the whole role and uh, any of those teams are capable of winning, getting to the tournament. Um, and the Big Ten is getting closer to that. Now the key is finding the formula to make it work in March instead of just the remainder of the season. Yeah, I do agree. I think the league is deep, uh, and, and maybe as deep as it has been. You're right, Minnesota you know, was a cut under everyone else, even Nebraska. At the end of the season, you felt like, heck, maybe the Cornhuskers are going to make a run at this thing uh, come tournament time. It didn't work out that way, but that was certainly an exciting team uh, to watch at the end of the season. The, the issue is, you know, how do you get those teams at the top to make a run in the NCAA tournament? It's been since Michigan State in 2000. Well, certainly the Big Ten has had a bunch of Final Four teams uh, since then. Michigan State, Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, others that I'm sure I'm leaving out. Um, but hasn't had, hasn't had that champion. Is it, a, is it a style of play? Is it the referees? Is it, uh, is it recruiting? Is it getting top-line guards? What... What is it you feel like that is holding the Big Ten back from routinely being able to get a team into the Final Four and then obviously winning the title? I think I think style hurts, um, and the Big Ten backslid this year. And that I mean, uh, out of you know, Ken Pomeroy measures tempo for for every conference, yeah. and the Big Ten was thirty second this year. So slowest pace of play wow. in the country. Uh, we're like past two years were, I think, twentieth and twenty first. So, like Big Ten basketball was actually, you know, the past couple of years at a higher pace than it had been, and then completely went the other direction this season. Um, and that you know, like when you look at the the leagues that are succeeding. Uh, the Big 12, the Big East, you know, these are all top 15 in tempo. And I think that helps you get better players. They want to play that way. 
And, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, Mike Shrewsbury going to Notre Dame, like, I think he's a guy who had an appealing system for players. Um, right. Certainly Fran McCaffrey has an appealing system. So, like, I think if you get, and, and to some extent, you know, Izzo isn't afraid to go up-tempo. Um, I think that's part of the issue is just, yeah, that slow-down style is, I think it makes it harder to get NBA guys. Yeah, and there's no doubt that when you watch some of these other teams in the Elite Eight, Sweet 16, now Final Four, they're just playing a different style of basketball a little bit that is more high-paced, more about allowing your guards to make plays or make shots while also getting the ball inside at times to your big man. But just a, a little bit more freedom uh, to to go make plays. Now, the one thing that I have an issue with is a little bit have an issue with. But though I do think there is, you know, in general, yes, I think the Big Ten could could use a boost uh, of athleticism at the guard positions. But it wasn't all that long ago, just a year ago, that that the Big Ten had three players picked in what the top eight. Uh, yeah. of the NBA draft, and, and arguably the three guards. I mean, it depends on what you call Keegan Murray, big guard, small forward, whatever. But Johnny Davis, Jaden Ivey in there as well. So it's not as if the, the league has been totally devoid of perimeter talent. It might not have had it as much this year, and it might not have as much as what it needs. But there have been talented guards who have come through the league and have done so recently, maybe just not the number that the, that the, that the league needs. Yeah, and uh, and honestly, like if you want a team to model on, like what should be successful, I think you look at Purdue in 2019. Yeah, when you had Carson Edwards, and then you had you know still had a good big and hard. Like I think that is kind of the template for, and that team also shot a lot of three. Yeah, like they were a top 20 uh, in terms of volume three point shooting team, whereas this year's was like. 268th or something. So, like, uh, yeah, even, like, <laughs> I think Matt had the right formula with that 2019 team, and that, that's definitely something to, to try to recapture. And I think, you know, they, they did a pretty good job, of, for the most part, last year with, with the Ivy running the point. Um, and honestly, like, this is what he was trying to do this year with the transfer portal. And I think people might not realize that's really maybe that's where Purdue's season really went wrong was last off season as far as the the ceiling for where this team could go yeah. it was not getting a guy like Nigel Pack who is going to be in the final four yeah not getting that dynamic guard who is a veteran who could help out those two youngsters uh, back there and sort of ease their transition I think into the Big Ten Talking to Alex Hickey, Saturday tradition columnist, covers the Big Ten on the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Officiating, I, I hate talking about officiating. I don't know about you, but I, I don't, I don't want to talk about officiating. I don't want to talk about the over and back uh, this last weekend that, that was called that I think was the right call. The, the foul that I didn't see because I was calling a baseball game uh, at the end of the the Creighton game. But in, you know, the Big Ten. What is the what's the issue? Does the Big Ten just need to like? 
what does it need to do with officiating and with freedom of movement and with style of play and with all of that associated with the referees? What needs to change, in your opinion, if anything? Well, I mean, yeah, I think that's part of sort of the, the factor in why the pace of play is the way it is because playing a certain way is beneficial in this league because of how games are called. Um, and, <laughs> you know, like, part of me wonders if, like, uh, maybe the answer is go to that, like, three years where the Big East gave you six fouls. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, like I that might make it yeah, worse. I, I, that might make it worse though, because then <laughs> then teams are gonna you're gonna hammer on each other even more than they do. Yeah, um, but yeah, like uh, the physicality again, it, it does not reward you when you see see different crews in March. Yeah. So stuff that might have been let go gets called um yeah so yeah i think that i don't know what percentage of the factor it is but it's you know it's more than zero yeah i just don't know you know hopefully they can clean up some of that and, and change you know sort of how the officials call the game in the big 10 allow more freedom of movement i know they've tried at times to do that but man sometimes in some games it just becomes a real as you know I watch pretty much all of these things, and it becomes a real slugfest out there at times. The, the A is just not its not good basketball, A, but also it does, I think, provide a detriment to recruiting. That some guys just don't want to come play at that style of basketball. And I think it can hurt teams, Purdue, Indiana, Michigan State, whoever. Just go down the list. It can hurt, it can hurt transfer portal recruiting. It can hurt high school recruiting. It can hurt all of that. And uh, I think something needs to be looked at pretty seriously here during this offseason. Yeah, and, and like I said, I think style style affects you in recruiting. I, I think that that is impossible to ignore because I mean, I mean whether a guy is one and done or plans to stick around a couple years, like if he has professional aspirations, he's going to want to play somewhere where you're going to see more of style offense. Yeah. Um, and, that's, and, and this is like, you know, as I wrote, I think it was for Sunday, I mean, this is not how the Big Ten has always been. You know, when, when Bob Knight and Gene Cady were coaching, I, you know, you saw a lot more free-flowing offense. I mean, I was, like, I looked up in 1989 when you had uh, a couple of Final Four teams from the Big Ten and a couple of number one seeds. Like, it was a, a dominant year of Big Ten basketball. The league as a whole, the, the point average per team was 79.8 points per game. Yeah. From top to bottom. This year it was 70.8. Yeah. So, like, you know, just like, it's almost a 10-point per game league-wide difference over what it was mm-hmm. back then. Um so, like, like, and that was, you know, that was sort of a crowning achievement season for for the conference. So, like, it just it hasn't always been this uh, log. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point, uh, and and one that I've tried to make other times too. That when you just go back and watch some games, 
uh, from from even like 20 years ago. Uh, that, that the games were called differently. There was more freedom of movement. It wasn't a fist fight in the paint between teams. It just wasn't. Go back and watch. I think our feel is that, hey, the Big Ten has always been a physical uh, game. Well, it has been, but it, but it hasn't been like this. Uh, and, he, and you really, in my opinion, don't have to go back that far to find times in which it, it wasn't like this. Hey, Alex, we are out of time. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk again like this again sometime soon. Um, appreciate your time, though, today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. That's uh, Alex Hickey, Big Ten columnist for Saturday Tradition. Be sure to check out his work at SaturdayTradition.com. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Circle back around to our poll question. Where would you put Purdue in a preseason top 25 or next year? Where do you think that they will land? Uh, we'll do that coming up next. This is the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017 The Hammer.